Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small town USA. My name is Allison Hassler with Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. And I am Russ Williams. I'm director of Ethos. We are a small business incubator and also co-working spaces and training and development here in downtown Marion. In fact, you're we're recording right here at the Citadel building on Tower Square Plaza in Marion, Illinois. And Alice, I want to ask you, what is Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals? Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals is a unique boutique and luxury vacation rental property management for specifically short-term rentals. So cool. So your Airbnbs, your VRBOs, all of those uh, acronyms of uh, places that you would go to find a place to stay. We provide that for multiple properties. We have about 20 right now and growing. And you are one of the sponsors of Small Town Big Business Podcast. So thank yes, you. Thank well, you very much. Thanks for other sponsors, uh, namely Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and also Union Street Arts. Thank you so much for making this possible. And you can subscribe to the Small Town business, Big Business community wherever you listen to podcasts, including YouTube and Facebook. Subscribing is free, and you won't miss upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks. And we are hoping by the time you watch or listen to this that we are over 100 subscribers on our YouTube channel. We're right yes. now just under 100, so we're going to ask everybody to subscribe. Even if you subscribe to the podcast and you only listen... Go on YouTube, look for Small Town Big Business, become a subscriber, because everything changes for us when we reach over 100. We get to That's right. customize our URL, which we think will reach more people. That'll be exciting. And if you are new to our podcast, welcome. We interview small business owners and learn how they thrive in rural communities. And today, I am so excited. We have a huge list and a big title behind William Lowe, short last name, very long title. So, <laughs> so it fits C on a name tag. Yes. Right? <laughs> Got to have a last name. That, yeah. CEO of New Kahala Restaurant, co-founder of Bake Me Happy Food Company and Southern Illinois Eats with wife, Keisha Lowe. And the most recent is executive director of the Chamber of Commerce in Carbondale, Illinois, which is our neighbor to the West. William Lowe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We've got a lot to cover in those that list of uh, titles we have here. <laughs> I'll have to talk, so you guys are in for it. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, let's start at the beginning. So uh, let's start with Nukalhala Restaurant, because I think that sounds like it was the first thing that you were in business with. And so let's start about, what's your story? Sure. Um, so, so my parents actually own it. I just mm -hmm. run it, but I've been there since I was nine. So I'm I, I do all the work, but I have to pay. So, I <laughs> know. Uh, so my parents moved here from uh, from New York. Um, they wanted somewhere a little, you know, a little more quiet to raise me and my brother. So we moved here on like ninety two, and then uh, okay. my dad had to learn how to cook in, in New York City. So he wanted to bring some of that here. And then uh, my uncle actually owned a couple of restaurants here already. Uh, for those who've been here a while, um, Yanjing, Q Gardens, Kahala yep. Gardens, and. Uh, and Kahala Fast Foods, they were all owned by my uncle. Oh, wow. So he sold Kahala Fast Foods to my dad in 92. 
Mm-hmm. So we, we took it over and then, uh, you know, we recently, I think seven years ago, moved uh, on the, from the Strip to East Grand on the corner mm-hmm. of Wall and Grand. And then uh, we've been we've been there ever since. Just what, trying to, what food do you feature there? Uh, Chinese food. So okay. Chinese food, but I always tell everybody it's a little different because my parents are Taiwanese. Oh. So we have a little bit of different flair. Uh, most traditional Chinese restaurants are owned by mainland Chinese people. So mm-hmm. it's different, you know, different, different flavors of different regions. So. Okay. You're conveniently located next to one of my uh, properties that is part of Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. So you're, uh, because it's within walking distance, and I'm, I'm happy to, that is the number one restaurant that I recommend. Yeah. <laughs> because which of, property is that? So it is uh, Wall Street Boutique, which is in the old water department. Oh, yes. okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that's where, uh, I think there's a media company there. Yep. I think, I, I think it's growing, me, growing Media. Growing Media yeah. is also in there. Yeah, that's yes. cool. That's a cool building. It so, is. It's yeah. a very cool building. Tell us about Bake Me Happy Bakery, food, yeah. com- food company? Uh, so full disclosure, that's more my wife. I'm just voluntold to do things. So. <laughs> t- typical husband role. Uh, so my, my wife, um, you know, she was a, a cosmetologist by trade. Um, COVID kind of burned her out on it. So and plus, you know, she needed to pivot because you know, with you know, things being shut down, you really couldn't really yeah. do hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so and she always loved making cakes for families and friends. And then during the pandemic, um, she got a cottage food license, and she started baking cakes for you know different different people, just posting on her on her page. And she credits, um, I think, the owner of uh, Ty D and Marion. Mm-hmm. They wanted a cake, mm-hmm. and then so they purchased a cake through my wife, and then my, mm-hmm. and then they post on the Eats page, and people were like, "Oh, this is really good." Yeah. So that kind of grew her business, you know, That's just cool. a lot. And then so we rented uh, a brick and mortar. Um, I think it's like 2051 South Illinois, I think, off the top of my head. It's where the old Arnie sandwich shop used to be. Oh, yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And we're, we're still doing renovations. Main in Carbondale? Yeah, in Carbondale. So yeah. we'll be open. I think you know, our storefront will be open in a couple of months. But she's been doing a lot of catering, a lot of pop-ups and things like that. So um, her goal is to, and like we, we discuss this a lot, you know, if you're going to do the same thing everybody else does, then... Why bother? Yeah. Right. So, you know, her, her biggest thing is she wants to do things that are, and we love to travel too. So we, we go to New York, New Orleans, you know, uh, Vegas. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to every time we go somewhere, we come back, we bring something back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so all her products, if you look at it, they're always just a little different. I, I say they're always a little extra, you know, but that, that's what sets her apart. And uh, I think, you know, I'm part of small businesses trying to kind of push the envelope to, to, you know, improve and stand out. Yeah, absolutely. I follow her on uh, Instagram or Facebook. I'm not sure which one it is, but everything looks magnificent. It looks like she's been doing this for years and years and years. Yeah, and and she's not, you know, she's not classically trained. Yeah. So she's just self-taught. So, but uh, she does have a chemistry background that she credits on helping because bacon is is chemistry. Absolutely. And then you founded SI Eats. On yeah. Facebook, which is how many of you of us know you. Yeah, tell us yeah. about how that got started. When when did it get started? How? Uh, I think uh, you know it, it. kind of it was born from me and my wife loving to travel, loving to eat, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know when we come back, um, and we we wanted to start a, a food vlog for the longest time. But um, the few times that I've tried doing a food vlog, I think. It was like 18 takes and we just gave up we were like no like actually I think she gave up I, I, I remember it was uh 
Big Blue's Q, and mm-hmm. I was trying to talk about their smoked bologna sandwich, mm-hmm. and I kept screwing up the smoked bologna part for some <laughs> wild reason. Yeah, and I think eighteen takes. My wife was like, "No, we're done." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we we wanted to do something like that for years. And then um, I think uh, Newell House and Carbonell closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fat Patty's closed. And you know, we were like. Which were great places. They were. They were. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. Fat Patty's, those green beans, those, you know. Mm-hmm. The burger's great. Newell House is. They both had great food. The grotto was super cool to yeah. go down and have a few drinks with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were like, somebody has to do something. You know, you have all these, you know, no, no, no offense to any large chains that are listening or watching, yeah. but it's like, you know, they have a big budget. You know, if you want to open a, a Dunkin' Donuts, you got to have millions of dollars in liquid and, mm-hmm. and other assets. And you have yeah. an R&D team, you've got a marketing team. But if you're just a mom and pop restaurant, you know, you don't you don't have those resources. Mm-hmm. So and you don't have that promotion. So we're like, hey, how do we introduce, you know, all these restaurants to the internet, you know, right. and then we were like, well, what are we, what are we good at? So we were, we're good at Facebook because I'm on there a lot. I run my family's Facebook page, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So we're like, hey, let's run this Facebook page and see where it takes us. So we were expecting maybe like a thousand people just to kind of humor us. Mm-hmm. But I think as of today, I think we're at 49,000 members on our Facebook. Wow. Page. So wow. I know it's, it's been a I believe wild it, though. ride. It's been it a is, wild ride. Yeah. It has, I mean, it is one of the most active Facebook groups that I've yeah. ever seen. And Very engaged people about food. Yes, right? exactly. And it seems as if for the most part people are there to support and brag and i i don't see a lot of negative about that i'm sure that as the administrator and moderator you probably see a little bit of that but Mm -hmm. you know over by and large it's people that are saying i just ate here and it was amazing i just wanted to share it on southern illinois eats so is that yeah, what you I, see. And, yeah, that, that's okay. what I see, and it, yeah. it, it wasn't easy. You know, I've had people reach out to me. Oh well, I want to start this group, my own community, but it, it's a lot of work. You know, mm-hmm. we have we have three or four moderators that you know that you know I don't make money off of it, mm-hmm. so they're sure. they're not paid. You know, right. so but it's what we've really done is we we've, we've kind of funneled everybody into the mindset is that it's not we're not food review, we're not talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, the food is great. Our food is terrible. We don't do mm-hmm. that. Like we don't we don't bash businesses on there, mm-hmm. just because yeah. you know, um, as my wife Keisha always says, don't yuck somebody's yum. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody's food's different. Everybody likes different things, and also you know, it's it's economically driven. Like our mission mm-hmm. of the group is mm-hmm. to drive butts in the seats. Yeah. So sure. we you know so if you if you want to complain about something, we ask for it to be constructive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're just going to be like, oh, the food is terrible, I'm never going back, then those things get deleted. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're just what I call a schmuck, I use yeah. the term a lot of, uh, <laughs> if you're a schmuck, then you just get booted. Because yeah. we're there to support restaurants, not to bash restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, I think as any small business owner, that's our worst fear is having, you know, yeah. one or two people that just either, you know, had a bad day or a misunderstanding and bash your food or your product on social media and that's that's yeah. that's a deal breaker sometimes. so i'm gonna corner you yeah i, I know you have to stay kind of in the middle when you're yeah. promoting one or the other Uh-oh. but for Uh-oh. but for you what's the coolest newest food place in southern illinois that i may have not heard of yeah. yet yeah uh I, I think that we go through phases but my current phase 
Sorry, everybody else is uh, Ma's Filipino cuisine. Okay, uh, they're Ma's. just down the street in Marion, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I've never had Filipino food, you know, before before that. Uh, but the and I think when we eat out at places, it's not the food is great, but the owners are amazing. Yeah. So yeah. you know they're nice owners. They chat with you, and they you know they let you try everything. So when you go there, you're like, oh well, this is a place that I want to support. I want to eat. Yeah. So we go there like. Once a week, yeah, you know, probably a little too awesome. much. Well, and as executive director of the Carbondale Chamber of Commerce, that's very gracious <laughs> and kind of you. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, so, so the, uh, the, the underground on Carbondale is also really uh-huh. good too. Yeah. yeah, we'll get back. We'll get back on, on that. Okay, all okay. those subjects, right? Because so. I feel like the Southern Illinois Eats also really put the radar on a lot of food trucks yeah. and a lot of um, what back in the day, my um, from my growing up, we called them chuck wagons. Yeah. And so the food trucks, the chuck wagons, mm-hmm. the, the vendors that are mobile, um, it really gave them a platform to be able to say where they're going to be and those sort of things and help them create their own following too. Would you, would you agree? Or would you say that, that because and and maybe it was timing because the Southern Illinois eats also kind of was around the same time as uh, the beginning of COVID was it, was it intentionally as a re- as a reactionary response to COVID of helping say like okay who's open now and who's doing delivery and you know were you trying to keep up with those tor- sort of things or yeah, did it just yeah. happen to be that way? It, it just it just happened to be that way. Uh, but the food trucks thing, uh, so yeah. you know that we we have a couple of sister groups now. So yeah. we have the Salon that eats and we have the Salon that food trucks page, oh, which okay. is uh, helmed by Babe uh, Babe Hoover. Um, but she she does that. She reached out to me because uh, she wanted to do a, a, you know, a Facebook, you know, a more food truck focused page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. And I was like, we'll do it on the umbrella of the Eats page. Yeah. And then you, you know, you just you do that, you know, like so it, it's, it was good because that way if you want food trucks and you can look at the sure. food truck group. But if you want a dining experience, you can go on the Eats page or you can or, you know, and we encourage every small restaurant to post on you know whatever sure. applies to them so we yeah. don't just because it's a food truck page we're not like oh well don't post on there just yeah. post anywhere you like yeah because ultimately if you get people to your you know your chair or your seat or your window my my, my yeah. that's my whole goal sure. so um kind of circling back um with with covid um i mean it was a good time i think because we had just started i think maybe eight or nine months mm-hmm. and we were starting to get traction um and covid hit and then uh my you know when, when they announced restaurants were going to be closing as a mandate like my you know my heart sunk i was like this sure. is going to be a killer so um i think i spent maybe i don't know how many hours procuring that list mm-hmm. um yeah. of places that have you know we're off in curbside dine-in mm-hmm. and that that had some controversy to it uh just because of mandates but sure i, I tell people look it's it's we have to look at it as the long term, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like how do we sustain these restaurants long term to keep yeah. them alive? Because yeah. if they're done, you know, they're not coming back. So. Right. so I have to share my idea to find out whether you think it's good or not. So we were in Monterrey, Mexico, my family and I have got some family there mm-hmm. and they actually had a plaza. It was called the Gastro Plaza uh-huh. where the food trucks were weeknights and weekends yeah and i'm like that would be awesome in southern illinois if it there was a be. designated place 
where food trucks could every Friday, Saturday night, or what, whenever we could sustain those. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Carbonell, we've got, uh, do you know the old fire station uh-huh. by where Schnucks, uh, right next to Schnucks? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They're converted mm-hmm. that into a food truck Are park. They? Nice. And then uh, north of town, uh, where the old Dillinger feed elevator's at, okay. somebody bought that, and then they're converting it to a food truck park. I mean, that, that'd that be great. I think we're... It, just coming from an Asian background, like I love night market. I love being able to, you know, go and walk through and try eight, nine different food stalls yeah, and trucks. That's right. And I, I really want that for our community. So most of our food trucks are, you know, they're they're ten to you know eight or nine. Mm-hmm. They're not real late. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping we'll get you know and and food trucks are. I mean, it is a it is a big thing. But I think for our region, it's still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think. Hopefully, in a few years, we'll get more. We'll get younger, you know, food truck owners mm-hmm. that want to stay up until two or three in the morning. Yeah, because sure. you know, I think even for Marion, after mm-hmm. like nine or ten, it's it's slim pickings. It for, is, right? Yeah, yeah. So. By the time I find out there is a food truck there, by the time yeah. I go, it's closed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you had one open a little later, I know there's different events that that sure. could be great. I think. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, Dave's Bagels. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, back in the day, Winston's Bagels. Or Winston's Bagels. I'm sorry. Winston's Winston's Bagels is who uh, I was thinking of. JC's Bagels. Yeah. That was the. They were like across the street. They were like you know. They were they were like (laughs) the the competition. There you go. Founding fathers of late night uh, snacking food trucks for sure. A funny story (laughs) with uh, Dave's Bagels. You know, I I have a TikTok page, and I shared it, and then uh, people from all over the u.s was like what is that i'm like that's a bagel like how do you not know and they're like well we're not from the midwest in new yeah. york that's not a bagel and yeah, i'm like right. i'm yeah. like all right man whatever <laughs> well those food trucks go all the way back to the founding of benny's italian restaurant where uh-huh. the owner of that the founder yeah. of that first pushed a cart yep tamale around, cart. it was tamales yeah, yeah he pushed tamale tamales cart. around oh, the square cool. here. Yep. Yeah, way, 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 way a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah before cool. before my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go back to your position with the Chamber of Commerce because I do feel like you have this very unique view now of what different businesses need, what businesses are looking for, uh, what challenges that they have. And I would love for you to speak on that and what your position provides now as a chamber and the importance of small businesses being involved in their chambers. Um, yeah, I mean, it's my quick elevator pitch for chambers, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, and and coming in from an outsider, because I've never had chamber experience before going into that role. And what really sparked my interest um, was um, being the admin for the Eats page. You know, uh, it kind of uh, spawned off into restaurants reaching out, hey, I have this issue, how do I, how, do, how like, how would you recommend, what's the best way to tackle that issue? And we would, I would work with businesses on giving them ideas and pointers, things that they could do. So when the position came up, you know, I was like, oh, well, this lets me kind of expand what I'm doing, yeah. and I have a real passion for it. I, really, I love doing that, um, so that's why that's why I applied. So uh, I think the chamber is important for you know every community. Um, I work with Karen here and Marion as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's just giving small businesses a voice. You know, mm-hmm. it's a place. Uh, it's a place to a network. It's a place to you know we have a you know every chamber has a government advocacy side. You know, so mm-hmm. we kind of speak out on behalf of the chamber members. Um, we, we allow them to, you know, have marketing and promotional things. And, and I think 
you you do business with people that you know that you trust you know mm-hmm. so if you're if you're picking dinner and i'll go back to la mas filipino cuisine if there was two filipino restaurants but i know one that i deal with with the chamber all the time they're really you know i know who they are i know their story and i'm gonna i'm gonna gravitate towards mm-hmm. that so the chamber provides that that way you're not just a, a, re- a business by itself you, you have a community that you can depend on that you can go mm-hmm. to and i think the chamber really fulfills that that yeah. that need you know, and it really helps, you know, because if you can't solve a problem, somebody in your chamber, they can help you solve it for sure. Right. Yeah. So if I'm a new business, why chamber? Why, why would I spend my money on joining the chamber? Is there one particular reason? Uh, I mean, just, I think exposure, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that's the umbrella term that I use for it. Exposure, you know, um, you know, you go to the, and, and I tell everybody this, it's the chamber is one of those where you get what you put in. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just pay your dues and then not do anything, then you know you're not getting you're the best value out mm-hmm. of it. So when you join the chamber, you go to the luncheons, you go to the meetings, you join the committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you get active in your community, and that's how people get to know you, and they learn about you, and they want to come support you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. Awesome. Yeah. So is there challenges that you see that are similar across the board when um, when when you see people networking or you know within your view of the chamber, or even on the Southern Illinois Eats page, was there a common challenge that you saw um, among small business owners that you were able to help with or that you could provide a solution? Um, I, I think it's fair for me to, can I separate that into restaurants? Sure. And also yeah. non-restaurants. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, think in any, I think any business, the thing is, you know, trying to get people in your door. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the biggest thing. So mm-hmm. when, when you have a support network, that really that really helps, you know. Like you know, we all do ribbon cuttings, we all do business after hours, and you know, you get people to come together, and then they want to talk about their business. And I think having, uh, I think I think something that I really see is uh, young entrepreneurs. There really hasn't been an opportunity for them to really kind of mingle, because you know, to be honest, the chamber is kind of a it's a storied you know organization. Mm-hmm. So I think young people, you know, we all digest media and we all consume media and everything a little differently mm-hmm. so we need to we need to give the younger entrepreneurs like the opportunity to to have them see the benefits because if you look at you know you go to most chamber you know meetings it's older people mm-hmm. you know sure. sorry sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know so what we need to, we need to give them we need to kind of let them see the value of it mm-hmm. and the try to bring them in but also sure. understand that you know every every generation does things a little differently. So we yeah. need to kind of pivot to see what's the best way to, to kind of help them with that. Right. Yeah. And then for restaurants, uh, I mean, I go to all day long with the restaurants, mm-hmm. but you know, I think food costs, you know, sure. power bill, mm-hmm. that's, that's super right now. I think for our restaurant, New Kahala, I think our bill went from 2,600 to 7,000. Mm-hmm. Just because wow. we, have, we have 30 feet of hood we have, you know, two walk-in fridges and a walk-in freezer. Those have to be on 24-7. Yeah. You can't You're talking about on. utilities alone. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So that's just the Android bill alone. Power and gas, it's 7,000. It, you know, yeah. so so that's, you know, and food costs. It's, yeah. But I think as with any small business, you have to pivot. You know, you yeah. can either sure. turn over and call it a lock your doors or you can pivot and get creative and try to stay alive. Yeah. Right. So let's dig into that because food service been hit hard. It's it's still tough right now with employees and 
uh, inflation and everything like that. So being in the food service, well, how, could, how would you encourage another business owner uh, or maybe a startup? I mean, I'm, I'm surprised how many people are coming into Ethos saying, I want to start a business. Okay, what kind of business? Food service. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, it's not what I would start, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're passionate about that food yeah. service. People are passionate about what they create, right? Yeah. And they want to deliver. So what encouraging words, what, what can I tell them? Uh, I tell everybody, don't do it. I, mm-hmm. I, I set them up. No, I, I, I give them a mm-hmm. doom and gloom picture. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you, if you kind of want to do food, mm-hmm. then you'll not do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you really want to do food, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think let's be realistic. Food service is the highest, what I think they say. Turnover. The Turn, yeah. Close, they close. Like within mm. three years of, of mm-hmm. opening, you'll close it. I think within, mm-hmm. it's like 40%. Yeah, yeah it's, a, like, it's a super high yeah. percentage that yeah. don't make it past that three-year mark. Yeah. yeah, so if you don't try to talk them out of it, then, you know, like I, I would love to say, hey, everybody, you should do it. It's the greatest. But I, I think I'd be doing them a disservice, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. like, I, I tell everybody, don't do it. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're working, you know, 13, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. You're not getting paid. You're not paying yourself the first couple of years. It's terrible. And if they're like, oh well, I want to work 13 hours a day, you know, mm-hmm. then then they have that. Expect- <laughs> but people need my food. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. need to try this. If they have that expectation, yeah. then they can go in there, you know, with a really with a good mindset and the will. Because all it's it's kind of a test of your will. Like yeah. Yeah. it's like chicken with the economy. You know, it's mm-hmm. playing chicken. You, you know, it's yeah. you have to try to start your business until you get enough momentum to sustain itself. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, in if you if you chicken out, then then you're done. You know, but if you if you kind of if you if you're really strong-willed about it, then that gives you an extra oomph to kind of you know continue that. And then I, I think the biggest thing for small business, especially restaurants, is to have a good business plan, financial literacy. Um, and I you know my my parents you know they're they're uneducated. You know they started. You know I think my dad didn't even graduate high school, but he's running a a business because he learned that through through you know. Uh, mistakes and things you know mm-hmm. from from just starting his own business so i think if i was to say something or impart some wisdom to a young you know restaurateur mm-hmm. do your business plan you know do your financial literacy know that if you want to pay your if you know if you want to pay your people 15 bucks an hour your food cost has to be this high if you mm-hmm. want to you know sell gourmet burgers you know you can't you know, you, you can't price it at five bucks and be profitable. It's all about sustainability. Yeah. And I think the the issue we've had with the restaurant culture is, you know, like we have McDonald's, it's dollar menu. Mm-hmm. So we've driven we've driven that price down to the point where the average consumer is like, Oh well, like it's two for a dollar. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go for that. But not seeing that you can if if you want quality food, you gotta pay a little more, mm-hmm. and there it's it's a constant battle we fight with right. consumers. It's sure. like we want to provide good food, but we need you to pay for it. And it's mm-hmm. not because we're, we're driving a Rolls Royce. It's because that's how we're sustainable. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think that even going back to what you said about the utility cost that you know for the brick and mortar buildings and the brick and mortar restaurants that. Going from what did you say three thousand a month to yeah, seven thousand, yeah. uh, that trickles down into the food prices in order to keep the lights on, right? Yeah. So and I think for us, yeah. we you know we slash labor hours, you know, yeah. which is, I I hate doing just because I love my staff that they're the best, 
and they they they're they do the brunt of the work you know so we had to slash labor hours we had to raise prices a little bit and uh, we were open six days now we're going to go by the seven days just because we have to pivot if not yeah. then you know then it's not sustainable yeah. right but what do you love about being in the food service business? Uh, I, I love the relationship of it, and that's why I preach it. I, you know, that's why I say Masala Pinto Cuisine, because you know, I go there, they treat me like family. You know, um, They're always giving me extra food, and they're like, eat this, try this, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I need to lose weight. But no, it's, it, <laughs> it's uh, you know, I've been in the business since I was nine, and I, I've seen, you know, uh, people, you know, they 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 have their first dates there, you know, and then they got married and they have mm-hmm. kids or kids are now getting married. And for me, I love that. I love that relationship. And I think it's one of those where any business, it, it shouldn't be transactional. It should be you know, your business should be, rela- you know, relationship based. Mm-hmm. You should get to know your customers. You should get to know your employees, you know, and you treat them like family. They come out and support you if it's mm-hmm. just. You know, they, they can, if somebody wants a good burger, they can go anywhere and get one. But if they want a burger from you, they have to come to you. So yeah. when you have that relationship-based business, you know, I think that's that's the key. And that's, I think, every business should embrace that. If you're not, then you're not setting yourself up properly. Well, I want to get into this, uh, small town business, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you said your family had moved here from New York City. That's a huge transfer. It is. That is transformation. A huge so what do you find about small towns, and especially in the Midwest here, and, and running business? What's the good, the bad, the ugly, all that kind of stuff? I mean, it, it's just a, you know, a lower cost of, you know, of entry. And it, I think it's, it's not as cutthroat. You know, you go to New York, it's, you know, you're, you're clawing for a piece of that pie. But here, it's a little more laid back. You know, mm-hmm. for my parents, it was obviously somewhere to raise us and not, you know, because we live within Flushing, and it's it's pretty bonkers over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, it's a not, you know, it's a, a better place to raise kids, raise your family, you know. So I think it's a big draw for some people. But I think as a business point goes, it's it's less cutthroat. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, you know I'm, it, that way, you know, you can always pivot, and you can. It's easier to. It's easier to work with. It's not the hustle and bustle. You know, you go to New York, and it's 100 miles an hour. Here, it's 20 miles an hour, and you you get to. And it's it's a different feel, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. love the hustle and bustle, maybe a large city is kind of your jam. Mm-hmm. But if you if you like the laid back, you know, the relationship kind of you know building process, then I think a small town is a place to do it. And small towns to come support you. You know, mm-hmm. larger cities, mm-hmm. I think. You know, it's very transactional. People are just, especially in New York, you yeah. know, yeah. they're 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 angry and then they're just all the time. You know, yeah. but, right. but here people are friendly. People, you know, like yeah. eating at the establishment, shopping at your establishment, mm-hmm. and I think it's you know it's vice versa. So, if a business is struggling, uh, would you recommend them putting that out there? You know, maybe on social media or maybe at a chamber meeting and say, "This is what we need." Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. You know, so I, I think, you know, I mean. Because I hear a business is closing and I didn't know yeah. that they were struggling. Right. Yeah. They yeah. just shut and, their door. And I, I think it's the difference between being honest with your with your customer base and also you don't want to sound desperate. Yeah. You sure. Know? It's, it's a fine yeah. line. Oh, that's from a business perspective because, you know, yeah. you don't, you know, you, you and that's that thing that's the issue. If you're like, oh, doom and gloom, people will assume that you're going to close. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, I, I'm struggling right now. I need a little help. You know, they'll come and support you. Yeah. You know? But if, if you're just like, oh, well, I can't do this. So I think I'm going to shut down. Then people get it in their heads, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I hear it a lot just from being 
you know, being on the Eats page and people, they see me and we're talking about food, which I love. I'll talk to them all day. But there's some places like, oh, I thought they closed. Like, no, 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 no. They're still yeah. open. Go there and eat. You know, like, yeah. they need your help. It's like the Vault Cafe downstairs. Last week they brought back the French dip. Yeah. Well, someone posted that, right? And then they yeah. start sharing and sharing yeah. and sharing. And we're like, it's just French dip. No, this is meaningful for people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think you touched on competition earlier. And I yeah. think, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, you gravitate towards what you grew up with. I'll, I'll take Mary Lou's for example. If you grew up with Mary Lou's, mm -hmm. like you want Mary Lou's, and none, none, none of the other places mm -hmm. can you know it can compare. But it's yeah. what you grew up with. Yeah. So yeah. it's important to kind of embrace all the different businesses, even if it's a same breakfast place. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I think it's it's very similar because uh, I think I feel like we have this, a very similar mindset in two different industries. You you need um, you know. Butts and seats, and you need butts and beds, and I need heads and beds. Yes, we definitely heads and beds, and you know, it's it's interesting because not not everybody is going to you know, especially if you live in Southern Illinois, you're not going to necessarily stay in a, a place that you know I provide, but as a person that eats, you know, everybody eats, so we're gonna whether you own a restaurant or not, you're gonna visit other restaurants, uh, but. The point being is that I think that there is a collaborative effort specifically in Southern Illinois where, you know, I, at least my personal feeling is that um, I'm here to support other, you know, even if it is competition, if we all look our best and give our customers the best experience, we're going to have more customers. And there's an infinite number of, in my case, tourists that we can draw as long as they have a great experience while they're here. And I think that seems like it goes well for the restaurant industry as well. So if they're having great experiences in uh, one restaurant that's a mom and pops, then they're more likely to continue going and supporting the mom and pop restaurants. And that that's there is a... Um, an effort to help make sure that that is something that they all look good and they all are doing their best. Yeah, and I think, you know, with any, even your business, you know, it's very relationship-based. You know, yeah. if, if one person stays there and they had a great, and they're like, oh, the owner is amazing, yeah. she really took care of me, and they're going to tell their friends. And next time they have friends come and tell hey, I have this Airbnb you should stay at, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, I just want to touch on that real quick. But competition, I think competition is great, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say, you know, like, you know, my wife does all the baked goods and she, mm -hmm. she has a couple of products that she really like posted and shared. And we noticed a few months later, other bakeries offering that same thing. And, you know, and at, for, at first, you know, we were like, oh, like, you know, like, but really, if you take a step back, you know, it's like you, you're kind of elevating the whole mm -hmm. region, you know, with different foods. Uh, I'll take Berea tacos, for example. Like, people mm -hmm. wanted it. Nobody offered it down mm -hmm. here. And then, so me and Keisha were like, hey, let, let's make Berea taco. Let's film it. Mm -hmm. Let's make pictures of it, a little video of it. And within a few months, they started popping up. So mm -hmm. I think I think competition is good because it brings everybody up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can't eat the same place five times, you know, five days right. a week, you know, you have the other places. So I think competition is great. So a lot of things I hear is, oh, well, food trucks, you know, they're competing with brick and mortars, you know, and my, my you know, my soapbox that I jump on is like, if you're a brick and mortar and you're afraid of somebody who, you know, because most food trucks can't cook in a food truck. They can right. only heat up things. Mm -hmm. So if you're worried about a, a food truck, 
then you know you need to be worried about your own business because yeah. just because you know a food truck is limited to what they can do. A food sure. truck can't do steak. They can't do fancy. You know, they're really limited. And I think um, as a business community, you know, like I'll take Moss Filipino cuisine for example, or like Blazing Trail Texas Barbecue. They went from a food truck to a brick and mortar. And that, you know, for as far as economic impact, that's great for a community because then you have a brick and mortar, you're paying more taxes. Yeah. So I think it's important that we embrace competition and we embrace, you know, yes, it may seem, if you look at it short-sighted, it might sure. seem like, oh, we shouldn't have them here. But a long-term approach, I think it's better to embrace the competition and yeah. show them, you know, some love from your community. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think there's a definitely the biggest difference of a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset with um, with what you just you said. You sound a lot better than I do, so you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> just summing it all up there. Yeah. <laughs> William, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us today about um, any of the things that we talked about? Um, I think if you're hearing this, um, you know, go out and eat, you know. Mm-hmm. Go out and eat. Be nice to your, you know, nice to your your wait staff mm-hmm. you know i know that everybody's shorthanded you know if you go there and your business and gravy is 50 cents more you know if you can pay it you know yeah. just because i think small business you know we're the number one you know um i think as a as a group we hire the most people in mm-hmm. you know in the yeah. states as a whole so we need to make sure we we keep those places alive and open if it's paying a little more you know mm-hmm. just just be nice to each other mm-hmm. when you're out eating or when you're buying soaps you know i've i've been to the soap shop down the street on the podcast so mm-hmm. you, if you can support the small businesses because you know they they need you and uh mm-hmm. if they go away then you know they're not coming back so yeah yeah. I wanted to ask you about um, small business, small business incubation. So yeah. Ethos is small business incubator, and you're in the the business of supporting businesses. So, what do you think we should be providing? What kind of services? What kind of uh, classes and training? What what would be ideal from what you see? Uh, I think, like I said earlier, financial literacy that's mm-hmm. really important because most people know how to cook, but when you tell them, oh prime costs, you know, mm-hmm. insurance, you got to pay, you know, workman's comp and all that. Like they, they, they yeah. don't, they're kind of blindsided by that. So mm-hmm. I think a common recurring thing I've, I hear is people not knowing people want to, Oh, let's open a business. Let's open a restaurant. Let's open something, but not knowing the little details, the little hidden costs and fees. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, having a good business plan, you know, financial literacy, that's huge. Um, and just kind of having like a mentor, Mm-hmm. I think that's super important as any incubator to provide. And I think, you know, so, you know, we've had incubators are, you know, they're all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's great. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to know that a lot of up and coming entrepreneurs, um, they don't have a spot like mm-hmm. they can't afford three thousand dollars rent, you know, to a brick and mortar. So I think it's important for those for of us who are having economic development to understand and try to have a space like a mm-hmm. small retail incubator for that because you see mm-hmm. it in big cities and that's one thing i'm really pushing for in carbon is to have a retail incubator that way all these small business owners can think get a start to kind of build their customer base and eventually move into their own brick and mortar but mm-hmm. that's tough the first couple of years you know it's it's tough to be able to afford cool. rent and everything else yeah. so william how do we find you online your businesses what's some places we can go uh, well, you can find me at 
either New Kahala or the Chamber Office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we, my, my wife does pop-ups at Farmer's Market, so we're at the Carbon Farmer's Market almost every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to connect with me on Facebook, William Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on TikTok, it's Hungry Panda 618. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love and it. Then, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm everywhere. You can find awesome. me in a restaurant. If you see me at a restaurant, come say hi. Don't be shy. So, so. cool. What's the Chamber website? Uh, Carbonachamber.com. Okay, excellent. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Yeah, no. I exactly. love the different perspectives. This is fantastic to ask yeah, you yeah. these business questions. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm happy to help. So we've had William Lowe. He's a chief executive officer for the Carbondale Chamber of Commerce, but he's also general manager at New Kahala Restaurant in Carbondale and co-owner at Bake Me Happy Food Co. Yes. Co. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and shout out to your wife again. Uh, Keisha Lowe is, is her name. Keisha. So. Yeah. And then also subscribe to SI Eats on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. Thank you for being here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for everyone for listening to our Small Town Big Business podcast. And thank you to our sponsors, which includes the Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley Davidson and RV, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and Union Street Arts. And again, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you can receive notifications of when we release new episodes every two weeks. And if you want to know more about Ethos and what we provide here in downtown Marion as co-working space, small business incubator, and also some training and development classes, simply go to ethosmarion.org and you can also go to members ethosmarion.org you can sign up to receive our information about the classes workshops that we have coming up and when you subscribe that way that membership is free for upcoming events correct exactly and how do they find Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals it is sivr.rentals that is for Facebook Instagram and our website yep And look for us on Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, and also subscribe to our YouTube video channel. And thank you so much for listening to Small Town Big Business. I'm Russell Williams. And I'm Allison Hassler. Thanks again.